hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. there's there's a, a one thing I've learned when I've gotten married is there's there's no love like a mother's love and I'm speaking of my relationship uh, in my marriage there's no love like a mother's love uh, the way that me and my wife the way that we love our kids are are somewhat different uh, but I want to honor mothers in this place today because the way that you love your children the way that you love your family uh, it's something in my mind. I, I just can't do it. <laughs> it it's, if I could say it this way, there are some things that I've stolen from my wife. See, when she, when she isn't looking, I'm, I'm doing things she does to the kids. <laughs> I, I seen her rub the kids to sleep one night, and I said, what? Hey, babe, I got them next night. And I go to rubbing that head, and they fall right to sleep. That's the ways the children, they feel loved. And I'll be honest, I must be a child because she rubbed me. She pet me just right three or four times and I'm snoring. But I thank God for my wife. I thank God for what she has endured. If you would know her testimony and her story, uh, she has actually lost a child. Uh, uh, not, of her, not of her cause, but just at the babysitter received the call that she had lost her baby the baby had suffocated and you can imagine the turmoil the pain that she was going through at that time and I thank God for it because it made her stronger but today I want to wish my wife a happy Mother's Day I want to wish her a happy Mother's Day see what many of you don't know is uh, during the past few months my wife she has been really going through a hard time She's been very, very tired. Um, she's been losing her motivation. Uh, it's almost been a struggle. And the reason why, and I want to just release it to the church today, if you don't already know, is because she's pregnant. We have another one on the way. Uh, this will be our fifth child, and it will be our final child. And I will make sure of that. Calling the doctor. Amen, amen. And so I'm thankful that she gets to bring another child in this world uh, that gets to be loved and brought up into the church. And to my wife, I say thank you. Thank you for what you do for the family. And uh, y'all pray for her. Y'all pray for her. She wants a girl. You know, I'm, I'm all about the boys. And so God bless you all. I'm going to get into the word of God today. And we're going to be going to the book of Exodus. We're going to be reading from chapter 1. I want to give honor to my pastor, too. This is a man that I know that truly loves me and loves this church. Our first lady, likewise, the, in the ways that they invest uh, into this church. Y'all didn't get them gift bags just from, they, they didn't just buy them from the store like that. But someone, they had to put them together. This music had to been put together. And uh, someone had to trust me to preach a word to this church on Mother's Day. And so I do believe that I have heard from the Lord. And so we're going to go uh, to the book of Exodus. It's the very last verse in chapter 1. And we're going to be reading through chapter 2, verse 10. Chapter 2, verse 10. If you can just let the Lord have your minds, your hearts. I want to preach to you from this story. 
Bible, it says again in verse 22, and Pharaoh charged all his people saying, every son that is born, ye shall cast, ye shall throw into the river. I want to read that again. I, I don't know if you understand what's happening. He says that every son, every Hebrew son that is born midwives, you should cast it into the river, hey, but every daughter you shall keep alive. Chapter 2, verse 1. And there, met a, there, and, and there went a man out of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and she bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly or a beautiful child, she hid him three months. Why did she hide him? And when she could no longer hide him, she, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and dabbed it with slime and with pitch. And she put the child therein and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. She laid it by the river. And Moses' sister stood afar off. She wondered what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh, she came down to wash herself at the river. And her maidens, they walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch. And when she had opened it, she saw a child. And behold, the baby wept. And she had compassion upon him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew woman, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Go. And the maid went, and guess who she called? She called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter, she said unto the mother, Take this child away and nurse it for me. And I will give thee thy wages. I'll pay you for it. And the mother of the woman, she took the child, she nursed it. And the child grew and she brought forth, or she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter. And he became her son. Look what she named him. And she called his name Moses. Why? And she said, because I drew him out of the water. I drew him out of the water. My key verse is verse 3, the very end. Bible says, and she put the child in the ark, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. Today, I would like to preach to you from this thought. Mama, what were you thinking? Mama, what were you thinking? If you could, let's, let's pray right now, and let's ask the Lord uh, to have his way in this place. Heavenly Father, we thank you again. God, for what you are doing in this place, Lord, we declare unto you, Lord God, that you are holy and we give you the availability, the access, Father, to speak and to do anything that you would desire in this place today, God. Oh, Father, we place our foot down and we demand that thy kingdom come, that thy will be done in this house, in this sanctuary right now, Lord. We pray that gifts of the Spirit, we pray that healing would take place, God, that bondages would be broken, God, that liberty would have 
have course in this place right now, Lord. We ask you that the Holy Ghost would come and reign and, and have its way in all of our lives and in our hearts today, God. Prepare us to receive what you have prepared for this congregation today. Your word, it's not going to come back void. Lives are going to be changed. People are going to be challenged. And we are going to be encouraged on this word today, God. And so we thank you and we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. One more time, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for what he is getting ready to do. Amen. Before, before you take your seats, why don't you look at somebody and say, Mama, what were you thinking? Mama, what were you thinking? Amen. You may be seated. Now, I do understand uh, that uh, I have a few minutes. I, I don't want to hold you too long. Uh, we did the baby dedication. All of this is fine. And so I want to get through this pretty quick. But uh, I'm asking anyone in here, have you ever had a moment when you wondered to yourself, Mama, what were you thinking? <laughs> I remember Pastor, he somewhat mentioned something about his mother. And he didn't understand why she did what she did. But. I believe that all of us, that we have those moments when we ask ourselves, as, as we get older and we look back over life, and we've seen how mom and dad things did things, and we may do things differently, but we, we ask ourselves, Mom, what, what were you thinking when you did that thing? I see Moses' mother, her name was Jochebed. And I can imagine as she grew up and went to school, <laughs> they made fun of her and said, Mom, why? What were you thinking when you named me? Jacobed. Jacobed? Mom, what were you thinking? See, I, I have these thoughts as, as I've grown older because when I was younger, my mother, she used to always allow us to watch scary movies. Uh, we watched scary movies night and day, but there was a certain movie, Child's Play. It was a, a movie about this doll, Chucky, and Chucky would scare the life out of me. And I don't know why, but we would always watch scary movies at night. Uh, I mean, I would be so scared that I knew after this movie I was not leaving that living room. I was, I was not going to my bedroom to go to sleep. I wasn't using the bathroom. I would rather pee on myself before I went anywhere in that house by myself. I mean, we slept together, me and my three sisters. Every night we watched a scary movie. And so I always wonder, why did my mother just allow us to watch scary movies like that? And my mother, she did not grow up in the church. And so she doesn't know the verse where God, where it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And so I wonder, Mom, what were you thinking to allow us to watch scary movies? Last one, and, and some of you, some of the kids may have even thought this today already. Uh, but you've looked at your mom and dad and you've imagined what they looked like and how they were when they young. And you looked at mama and said, you date him? You married him? Mama, what were you thinking? He is ugly. <laughs> but as I get to my point, uh, after reading this story, I believe that Moses could have possibly had one of these moments uh, where he looked back over his life and people told him the story of him surviving and becoming the man that he was. That when he heard this story of his mom setting him by the river and the Pharaoh's daughter coming to get him, 
Uh, I believe if he would have thought it through like I thought it through, that he, he would have asked himself, Mom, 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 what were you thinking? You see, in this story, what is happening is this Pharaoh, who is the, the king of Egypt, he is, he is threatened by the Hebrew children. Uh, they are growing, and they are growing fast. The Bible says that at this time, that they are actually multiplying. And what happens is he is scared that at a time of war, that the children of Hebrew will turn against him. And so he devises this plan. He says, we can't allow them to grow bigger than us, more, more powerful than us. So what I want you to do, midwives, is when the Hebrew children, when the women, when they have children, I want you to take the children and just throw them in the river. What type of person do you have to be to take a newborn child? You look at that woman as she is travailing. She's been pregnant for nine months. The worst pain that a woman could ever go through. And then take the baby in and just throw it into the river. I see when one becomes prideful, when one is seeking after the authority, seeking after power, you would do those things against God to maintain that thing that you want. But I thank God that in this story, the Bible said the midwives, they feared God. They feared God and they refused to throw these babies into the river. And when Pharaoh found out, pastor, that these midwives would not toss these babies into the rivers, the Bible says that he charged all of the Egyptians. He says, I make it a law that if you find a woman and she has a child and it's a boy, I charge you, 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 that you would throw the child into the river. Uh, Pharaoh, he wanted to keep his authority. He wanted to keep his power. And it is with this knowledge that Moses' mother, pregnant with her third child, she receives the news that when she has her baby that there will be Egyptians. They will be looking and seeking for this baby because you can't hide a pregnancy. They will be looking for her and they will be looking to see if this is a little boy so that they can throw him in the river. And so she devises this plan. She hides him for three months. Imagine the stress that she was going through at this time. Babies, they don't just hush when you tell them to hush. Uh, but you have to pat them on the back. You got to hurry up and put a bottle in their mouths. Just imagine for three months when the baby's crying and how she's waking up out of her sleep, hoping that none of the Egyptians finds out that she has given birth to this child. Imagine what she is going through, knowing uh, that if they find this baby, they're going to just throw him in a river. A baby who is innocent. A baby who does nothing but brings joy to their parents. Never send a day in their life. She knows if they find Moses, they're going to throw him into the river. 
And so she comes up with this plan. She can no longer hide them. The Bible says that she makes an ark out of bulrushes. Uh, when you look and study this, it's, it's the same material that they would, the Egyptians would make their boats out of. But she made an ark, and she put Moses into this ark, into this basket. Uh, they say it's more of a chest. But the Bible says that she, she placed him inside of this chest because she knew that she could no longer hide him. She knew that they would find him sooner or later. So she takes this basket. She takes this chest. And the Bible says that she, she sets him at the river's brink. Bible says brink means lip. It's the edge of the river. And she has to go about her business. I want you to imagine leaving your baby boy. Trusting in God. Don't kill my baby, Lord. Allow him to make it. Come on, this is what Jochebed was going through at this time. And as she leaves this baby at this river's brink, the Bible says that she sends her daughter, who was some would say was 13, 12, or 13 years old. And she says, I want you to watch to see what would happen. See, the daughter wouldn't be able to do anything. But, 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 but watch and tell me what would happen. I've, I've done all that I could, Miriam. But I want you to go watch and tell me, show me what, what is going to happen to Moses. I ask you, how many people have been in that position where you've invested all that you could in, into your children? Uh, you've gave the best advice. You've given all the wisdom, whether it was your children, family members, people at the job. And, and at some point, you just have to release them. God, I don't want you to do anything to them, God. I've done everything I could. I, I've taken them to church, and I've nurtured them and fed them in the way that they're supposed to go. But, God, I can't do anything, and now you just have to watch from the distance. You got to watch. See, this is the position that Jacobed was in. She couldn't do anything. Everything was out of her hands. She, she had to be dependent upon God. Uh, but I want to go back. And I want to say, Jacobed, what were you thinking? Because the scripture, it says that she set him at the river's brink. Jacobed, why would you set Moses by the river? You mean to tell me there was no other place in Egypt that you could have hid him? You couldn't have taken him to the woods, to the trees, and, and hopefully something happened there? Why, why would you put him by the river's brink? Uh, was the river, was it close to the house? Uh, was this some strategic plan that you had where you would meet him every day to feed him? But why would you set him next to the river? Uh, if I could say it this way, she put him uh, next to the same river that he was supposed to die in. I need y'all to hear this because I still don't understand it. Pharaoh, he had charged all the Egyptians that if you find a baby boy, throw him into the river. And Jochebed comes up with a plan, Sister Brown. Hey, I'm going to set him by the river. Now, now he's supposed to die right there. Uh, he's supposed to be destroyed right there. Why, why would you set him so close to death? Jacobed, what, what were you thinking, mama? What were you thinking when you came up with these things? If I can say it this way, the river 
Uh, it represented the struggles in life. It was the place that Moses was supposed to die. And I want to know how many people are here in this place today. You feel like you're next to the river. There are some things that are happening in your life. It seems that death is knocking at your front door. Every which way that you turn, it seems that people are trying to pull you away from God. Addictions are happening in your life. The drug dealer is showing up. The person with the alcohol. Pornography is on every device and every which way. You look on the billboards. It, it seems that, God, death is my way. I'm about to, I'm about to lose my spirituality. How many people are by the river right now? Ah, he's by the river. As a matter of fact, some of you may think that you're in the river. He said, I'm drowning. I'm not going to make it. Uh, but can I say this? Uh, verse 10 of chapter 2, the Bible says, that Moses, he received this name because he was drawn out of the water. Now, Scripture says that she placed him by the water. Ah, but the Pharaoh's daughter named him Moses because he was drawn out of the water. Is it a possibility that Moses, while he was placed by the river, that when Pharaoh's daughter finally got to him, he was in the water? Draw him out the water. Pulled him out the water. Uh, he was surrounded by something that was going to kill him. Moses, he couldn't swim. Moses couldn't do anything. His only dependency was upon God. How many people are in the water? You're in the river right now, and it feels that God is not there, like it's nothing is happening in your life. Moses, he's, he's in the water. Uh, but here's the key. We serve a God. Uh, that anything and everything is possible. Ah, he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. See, this is not the only time in Scripture that someone has been placed in the water. We find that Daniel was an individual that prayed, and he prayed often, and they made a law against Daniel, Brother Andy, that if someone would continue to pray, that they would be thrown in the lion's den. Somebody say, that's the water, that's the river. They told him that he would be thrown in the lion's den, and he continued to pray anyways. But we find that as he is found in the lion's den, that, that God, he shuts the mouths of the lion, and they refuse to eat him. God saved him out of the river. God pulled him out of the river, pulled him out of his situation because he had trusted in God. Even in this same book, we find the three Hebrew boys that when they refused to worship the God of this, of this king, they said, I'm going to throw you in this fiery furnace. And we find in the scripture that the Hebrew boys, they're in the river. They're in the fire. But they look into there and they say there's a fourth man and they're not burning. They're, they're not caught on fire. See, God stepped into that situation and he says if you trust in me I will save you I will keep you from the river I know you're surrounded I know you're drowned it seems like a lot is going on in your life but I want to encourage somebody you may be in the river but don't give up on God God will show up right on time uh, he's gonna show up 
I said, he's going to show up. See, what the enemy had meant for evil says, listen, God has meant it for good. Yes, the enemy placed you in the fire. The enemy placed you in the liar's den. The enemy has placed you in a season that you don't want to be in. But God is going to work it out for your good ah, because he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Oh, all things work together for the good to those who love. We sang about it. We sang about it. Come on, I'm talking to somebody in the river. Come on, hang on because God is on the way. I said, hang on because God, he is on the way. God is going to save you out of your situation. Now, the, the, the bad thing is this. When you're in the river, it's lonely. See, Moses, he was by himself, Pastor. Uh, he was by himself. He had no one to lean on. Why? While he was in the river, he was, he was by himself. He, he felt as if he was abandoned. Anybody feel abandoned right now? He felt like he was by himself, like, like his mother had just left him. Uh, no, your mother didn't just leave you. She's watching you. I know some of you, you may feel that you're by yourself, uh, but you're not by yourself. See, his mother, Jochebed, she was praying. Uh, she couldn't be right there, but she was praying. Uh, she was hoping. She was asking God to protect my son. And I know you're going through something right now, uh, but you are not by yourself. You have a church that is praying for you. You have a wife that is praying for you. You have a husband that is praying for you. Yes, you feel like you're by yourself. Uh, you feel like you are abandoned. Yes, the river, it feels lonely, but you are not by yourself. God has sent his angel to protect you in this time. Uh, he sent his angel. He sent his angel. Uh, but this is what you must do uh, if you're going to make it. If you're going to make it through your river season, you must do this. You got to stay in the basket. See, Moses, thank God, he couldn't get out the basket. Mama built it big, strong enough and big enough. He couldn't get out the basket. How do we stay in the basket? If I could say it this way, the basket is church. Listen, the time where you are in the river, that's the time you need to be in church. The time that it feels that all the enemy, all the forces of the devil is coming against you. That's the time you need to be in the church. Don't leave your basket when you enter into the river. The basket is what's keeping you. The basket is what's saving you. Come on, we have to stay in the church. We need the church in this season. Uh, we stay in the basket by continuing to read our Bible. The word of God, it encourages us. It gives us hope to go on another day. We stay in the basket by attending church. We stay in the basket by reading our Bible. But last but not least, we have to be a people of prayer. We have to be a people of prayer. The Bible says that Moses, he wept, that Moses, he cried. And I would say that this is a form of prayer. Can I tell you why? Because eight, uh, Romans 8 and 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we are, but the Spirit itself, it makes intercession. 
it prays for you. Come on, you may not even know what to pray, but if you just call out, if you just cry out, the Bible says that those tears that fall to the ground, that, that God, he stores them up in vessels. He doesn't forget your cries. He doesn't forget your prayers. But at the right time and in the right place, he's going to open the windows of heaven and he's going to pull you out of that river. I said, we, we got to stay in the basket, refuge. I know you don't want to wake up early. I know we got a prayer meeting tomorrow. Then we got to show up Wednesday. But I'm telling you, that's the basket. That's the basket. That's going to keep you afloat. That's what's going to allow the Pharaoh's daughter to see you in your situation. Go home and sit isolated if you want to. The daughter won't find you. We got to stay in the basket, refuge. If we're going to make it out of this hard season, we have to stay in the basket. We got to stay at the church. The thing that I find interesting about God, though, is you never know how he's going to work. You, you, sometimes I, I've placed in my head how God was going to provide for me. You ever done that? Uh, I'm sick. I wa watch how the Lord healed me this and this and that way. You come up with premeditated ways of which God is going to show up in your life. See, see, Moses and Jochebed and Miriam, if they would have come up with how they thought God was going to save them, they would have been dead wrong. Because we find in the scripture that the reason that Moses got saved is because God sent an enemy. Uh, it was Pharaoh that said, throw the babies into the river. But yet the person who pulled him out of the water was Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, you see, Pharaoh's daughter, when, when she seen that basket and she opened it up, the Bible says this is one of the Hebrews' boys. Listen, she was declared, she was decreed, I should say, to throw that baby in that river. She was supposed to take Moses and throw him in the river. But yet the Bible said because he cried, he wept. Hey, that she had compassion. Hey, she had compassion. She had compassion. And the first thing she tries to do is feed the baby. Feed the baby. See, God will send an enemy in your life. See, this is why the Bible says pray for your enemies. Because you never know where your help is going to come from. See, this is not the first time an enemy has ever helped somebody. Because we find that David, while he was on the run from Saul, that it was, day of, that it was Saul's son that helped him in his time of need. The man that was coming after David, trying to kill him, trying to take his life, it was his son that saved him, that gave him direction. Come on, I'm trying to tell somebody, don't count your enemies out. God will use anybody to bless your life. God will use anyone to bring favor to your life. Come on. I, it was Saul, Psalm 110 where, where David says, The Lord said unto my Lord, I need you to sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. 
Come on, he'll make your enemies your footstool. There have been some people in here, and I know you've been getting bullied. You've been getting talked about. Yes, these are your enemies, but God is going to show you how great he is. He's going to use your enemy to bless your life. You can't count anybody out. You just have to do what God says. Pray for everybody with all prayers and, and all supplication. Uh, but we must be a people where we don't count our enemies out. We must pray for those who accuse us. Pray for those who abuse us. This is what Jesus has taught us to do. Uh, Moses, he grew up saying, Mama, what were you thinking? Setting me by the river. By the place that was going to destroy me. Ah, but Hebrews 11, it gives us the answer. In verse 23, it says, by faith. Somebody say, by faith. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents. You want to know how you're going to make it through this river season? It's going to take faith. The Bible, it teaches us that we live and we walk by faith, not by sight. Everything about that situation looked like it was going to be bad. Um, but Jacobet said, I have faith in my God. And I know there has been a decree. I know there has been a law that my son should be thrown into that river. But I have faith in my God. How many people in this, in this place may be going through something, but I'm encouraging you right now that you need to have a little faith you just need to believe a little bit you wasn't in a worse position than Jacobed there was no way Moses was going to make it out of that river but she had faith she had faith she had faith she had faith that God was going to save her child come on she did everything that she could and God did everything that she couldn't come on we gotta have faith refuge church I know we may be going through a horrible season. I know we may be under attack. Are you going through some stresses in life? Huh? But God is saying have just a little faith. Come on, you just need to have a little faith in your life. Have faith. I know some of you, you're by the river. You're right there. You're in the mist. Come on, they're waiting to give you the call right after church. To do something that you're not supposed to do. Everything around you is bad. Your mother. Your father. Maybe you're not even talking to your parents. Your family. Your job. Everything's out of whack. You don't even like leaving the house. You feel like you're all by yourself. You're in the river. You're in the river. But listen, God's seen this from the foundation of the earth. He's seen you in this time. He's seen you in this struggle. And the reason that God has done it is because, here it is, he wants to bless you. I know it's hard to see it. But God, he allows you to go through these horrible seasons because he wants to bless you. Because of the faith of Jacobed, the Bible says that she receives her baby back and she gets paid to feed him. Because she went through this horrible situation, she gets paid to feed her child. Why? Because she has faith. Ah, and if it doesn't make it any better, Moses, he grows up 
and he has two mothers. He has the mother of Pharaoh's daughter, one that would bring him riches, one that would bring him education. And then he has his biological mother, one that would bring him love and the fear of God. See, I'm, I'm closing right now. Matter of fact, if we can just all stand. See, Moses, he was blessed because of this. How many people have enough faith in your life right now that through everything that is happening, you can say, I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed. I, I know you're struggling. Hey, but I'm going to be blessed. You're going through a hard time, but I'm going to be blessed. The only way you won't be blessed is if you don't have the faith. See, the river... It represents death. It represents destruction. Hey, the river, it can bring discouragement. Uh, but what the river teaches us is dependency. To be dependent upon God. Because there are some situations uh, that some of us are in and that we can get ourselves into that no one can help us but God. No one. God has to speak to the judge to overturn your situation. The doctor in all his wisdom and knowledge, he can't help you with this. There are some things, some places that God sends you so you can learn to depend upon him. It was out of Jacobed's hands. Moses couldn't save his life if he wanted to. The little girl, she did all she could. Hey, I know a woman that'll nurse him. But at the end of the day, the only way you're going to make it is if you depend on God. God, he's looking for faith. Come on, I said it once before, but faith is the currency of heaven. Uh, if you want something for God, you got to have faith. You got to mix it with faith. Ah, yes, you're going through a hard situation. And I know it doesn't seem like you can come out of this. Come on, I'm in a situation right now. Every house I look at, it sells, it sells, it sells. And I was frustrated, um, but I talked to my pastor and he encouraged me. Just have a little faith. I, I know it may not be in your budget, but have a little faith. I, I don't know how you're going to eat today, but have a little faith. I don't got enough money to pay my rent but have a little faith God is looking for a church that will depend upon him only way that we're going to reach this area is if we become a people of faith and our reliance and our dependency is upon Jesus Christ see Moses he might have said mama what was you thinking <laughs> uh, but if he asked her you know what I was thinking, Moses? Ain't that God can do anything. You know what I was thinking, Moses? Ain't I have faith. And I knew God was going to bring you out. I knew he was going to pull you from the river. And because I knew it, I set you right next to it. I placed you in the fire. I placed you in the lion's den. Because I had faith that God was going to pull you out. And because of this story two women get to be celebrated on Mother's Day. 
I want to encourage somebody in this place right now. I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to have faith. As a matter of fact, I would encourage everyone, come to the river. Because it's at the river where God shows how powerful he is. Uh, it is in the river where we have no hope, where we can't help ourselves. It is at this place where God steps in and he saves us from what's trying to kill us. I encourage you, come to the river now and do like Moses. Do like his mother Jacobed. Have a little faith that God is going to bring you up.